2: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the MLB DFS Morning Grind. I am your host, TJ Zwarich. Yeah, had the first rendition with uh, talking week two of the NFL season with Stevie and Keith. They were live right before us, and now I am joined by Tasteful Tides' Tim Buell to talk about this small five-game MLB DFS slate for Thursday. How are you doing, Tim?
1: Oh, I'm doing well. Yeah, we got so much... NFL RG content. We've got Keith and Stevie. Then we got the uh, Fantasy Pick Six show with Dean. Uh, a lot of things going on uh, at RG for NFL right now. But yeah, just this tiny, tiny little baseball slate that we got to break down for everybody tonight.
2: Lots of video content, lots of written content. Uh, I, I just dropped a week two NFL quarterback rankings. Um, to help out our season-long folks, and even just to help you prioritize a little bit who you want to play in DFS, who uh, who I'm liking for uh, for the, the week, and uh, make sure you check that one out. And then I'm also dropping a Tuesday, or sorry, a Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football prize pick article. I look at the RG projections, I look at the blitz projections, compare them to uh, the prize pick lines, and give my favorite DFS pick them. Uh, things for the week, as well as, uh, a Saturday, a Sunday night football DraftKings and FanDuel showdown lineup builder article. Uh, so lots and lots of good content coming your way. Make sure you check those out and, uh, shout out to the YouTube chat watching us live. Make sure you're hitting that like button. I see we got, uh, Monsieur Jean-Sébastien Roy, uh, there right now hanging out. So thanks for joining us. And uh, make sure we all hit the like button. And let's, let's dive into the slate. We're going to have a short show today, Tim. Only five game, five games. We have, first up, Texas at Toronto. Eight total in this one. Kevin Gaussman going up against Nathan Ivaldi. First up, let's talk about Iovaldi. He has been limited since coming off injury. Um, only 35 pitches in his first game. 47 in his second game. So I think maybe we're likely to see him at... 50 to 60 pitches in this game. They just lost Scherzer for the rest of the season on the IL. They're not going to be pushing this guy. They need him for the playoffs. We're not playing Evaldi. We can just skip that. Um, Kevin Gaussman, 11K, tough matchup against the Rangers, um, but one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. How much interest do you have in Kevin Gaussman?
1: I've got a ton of interest in Gaussman, to be honest with you, just because, I mean, pitching on the slate is extremely weak and, you know, there's definitely going to be some bats that we need to pay up for, but, you know, it's just, you know, I, I I want the strikeouts. I want the security of the points that Gausman will give me. So I, I have, I have a ton of interest in Gausman in this matchup. I'm not going to fool around. Um, There's not, there's really just not a lot of options. Right. So, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the high K rate and, um, you know, even if it's not the best matchup in the world, you still got guys like, you know, Robbie Grossman and Mitch Garver and Dur- and Duran who strike out, uh, you know, over 20% of the time. You know, so this is still this is still a matchup where Gaussman could get, conceivably get six or seven strikeouts, which on this slate is pretty incredible. <laughs> you know, there's so.
2: one pitcher on this slate who has potential slate breaking upside and it's Kevin Gaussman. He's expensive, right. but like this is a five game slate, and the pitching sucks. So it, the matchup's tough. But you're right; like this is the guy who could who could put up a big game.
1: I think there's I think there's one other one other guy one other guy who can do it too.
2: Is he in courts? Well,
1: oh, I don't want to spoil it, TJ. Ah,
2: okay, okay. We'll let's see when we get there. I just want to <laughs> I want to know how my prediction skills are doing. But uh, what about Bats in this one? How about Texas going up against Gaussman? They have been absolutely taking it to Toronto in this series so far. It's a five-game slate. Anything can happen. Can you stack against the top pitcher?
1: You know, I, if, I'm, if I'm making like 20 teams or more, I have no issue if people want to take a few shots on some Texas stacks. You know, Gaussman does give up quite a few hard, hard hits to both sides of the plate. Um, so I don't know. I, I I don't have an issue with it. Guys like Corey Seager are always in play against any righty. Um, I so I think he'd be an interesting one off. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Obviously, it's not gonna be my favorite favorite stack by any means.
2: Yeah, definitely they're not gonna project very well, not my favorite stack either. But I think like you said, in MME type scenarios. Um, they're going to be good to get overweight on because they're one of the best offenses in baseball and it's a small slate so anything can happen. What about Texas going, or sorry, what about uh, the Blue Jays going up against the Evaldi? They have just been struggling lately. They're going through injuries. The guys who are in there aren't doing great. Um, it's going to be a few innings of Evaldi followed by the Texas bullpen. Are you interested in Toronto in this spot?
1: Um, I think you. I think you should have a little bit of interest, just because you're only going to get not even probably half the game of Bivaldi. So I think some interest is warranted. Um, maybe if somebody like Dalton Varsho at 3,400 would be would be an okay value piece. Um, I'm always a fan of George Springer, even though he hasn't had his best year. And then I think you know Alejandro Kirk at 3,200 again would be a piece that I would would have because he has a decent price tag. Um, so I think, I think there's some interest uh, to, to Toronto in this game.
2: Spencer Horwitz is 2,900. If you need a punt at first base to kind of included that in that as well, I'm never opposed to playing Bobachette, but team definitely not near the top of my list in this one. Next up, we got Tampa Bay at Baltimore, eight and a half total. Uh, Pitching in this one, we got Aaron Savali going up against Kyle Bradish. Do you have any interest in Aaron Savali at 9K going up against Baltimore?
1: Uh, I just don't think he's got the K rate to uh, justify this price tag, especially in this matchup. It's a, it's a pretty tough matchup for Savali. So, um, not really. Uh, it, you know, I think that I think I'm either going to go all the way up to the top for pitching. or kind of stay more in the mid range so and and i do have some interest at least a little bit interest in bradish but savali i really don't
2: yeah i like that i uh savali he's just he's been pitching well since getting to tampa but the strikeout rate is low he's facing a tough offense um in the context of the slate, I think you can kind of play anyone because it's only yeah. five games and the pitcher right. isn't strong. He could end up going seven innings and if Gaussman fails, might be the top scoring pitcher on the slate. But the strikeout rate does not like he's not really a target for me either. You said you might have some interest, though, on Bradish on the other side. He has been lights out lately going six innings uh, on the nose in five straight games. He's striking guys out. He's getting deep into the game, getting up over 100 pitches sometimes. Um, he went six innings with nine strikeouts last game and only 86 pitches and got pulled against Boston because they were winning by so much. Um, how much interest do you have in Bradish going up against Tampa?
1: I, I, I have quite a bit of interest in Braddish, and I don't think he's going to be that highly owned. Um, I mean, I, you know, any viable pitcher is going to have some ownership on the slate, but I don't think he's going to be super chalky. And the Rays have some batters that strike out at a pretty high clip. So I, I, I think Radish is a really strong GPP play on the slate at at ninety four hundred dollars.
2: Was that the guy that you were referring to? No. Ooh, the intrigue continues. <laughs> um, so far, through the, what we've talked about, I think Bradish kind of comes in number two for me behind Gaussman. But if you do want to prioritize Bradish just to save that salary, um, I have no problem with that whatsoever. How about the bats in this spot? Tampa going up against Bradish. Any interest there for you? I think this is probably going to be a spot where I might just X out the bats on both sides.
1: Uh, I want some Baltimore bats if I'm making like. You know, in a 20 max, I'm gonna to get to some Baltimore. But if I'm only playing like three teams, maybe maybe I'd X them out. But I I, I think I want some exposure to Baltimore just because I think they're an extremely talented offensive team. And you know, I think that we're gonna get so much ownership, you know, condensed to course field that I think that this would be like an interesting contrarian stack. Uh, that can match the ceiling of that core's game.
2: Potentially. I, I do think Savali is good enough where he's probably not going to be giving up too much to Baltimore, and this is going to be a divisional showdown. They're fighting for first place there. So uh, you never know. They might be kind of treating this like a playoff game a little bit. But I think Baltimore's fine. Probably not a team I'm going to be targeting. Next spot, though, is probably going to be a decent uh, spot for offense, we think, but we have no idea for sure because there's no total. The game's in Boston in a good ballpark. We got the New York Yankees at the Boston Red Sox, potentially lined up for a double header on Thursday. Uh, Wednesday's game was postponed due to weather. Um, DraftKings currently has Chris Murphy going up against Michael King, but it could Maybe be Tanner Houck. It could maybe be Clark Schmidt, dependent on how those teams decide to do things, as they were supposed to pitch on on Wednesday. So maybe those guys get the evening games. Maybe they get the morning game. We're gonna have to wait and see. Um, Are there? uh, Let me open this up to it for more broadly because um, it's a it's a bit of a wonky situation. Are there any? yankees or boston pitchers you would be interested in pitching on this slate how can schmidt are how 7400 schmidt 7100 uh michael king has got a limited pitch count but he went up to 79 pitches last game looking pretty good all the way down at uh 5400 and chris murphy also got up to 90 pitches last game he's he's shown he can he can do it but hasn't really produced any type of favorable results yet. Are there any pitchers you'd have any interest in here?
1: Actually, yes. Um, Just because uh, like I would have interest in King at 5,400 just because of the price tag. Like he's pretty much a full blown starter now. And I think that, you know, there's high end bats that we want to pay up for. So I do have some interest in King, Um, by no means is he a priority play, but I I do have interest in him. Um, I have a little bit of interest if it's Hauk for Boston, um, because I don't mind attacking New York with, with right, righty pitchers, but I have no interest in Chris Murphy. Like, I don't care that he's 6,100. I don't, I, you know, I don't, he's, he's a lefty. And there's so many good right hand bats on this Yankees team. So I'm really not interested in him if he, if he goes. So um I'd have a lot more interest in how, if, if he went uh, for, for Boston.
2: Yeah, me too. Those are the same two scenarios that I would have interest in pitching. Michael yeah. King, if he's uh, in Boston, Schmidt, not so much. There's in for New York, sorry, Schmidt, not so much because, he is has pretty big splits. He's much worse against lefties, and Boston is very left-handed heavy. And so no Schmidt for me, but if it's Michael King, nice and cheap, got that strikeout upside, I would take shots there. And then on the Boston side, no Chris Murphy, but Tanner Houck, like you said, also another guy with big splits. And against New York, not a left-handed heavy team, very right-handed heavy team. Jake Bowers is my double dong and Aaron judge might get one, but how could still end up going six innings and put up a, a good score on this slate. Um, what about the Boston or the New York Yankees going up against Boston? If it's Hulk I think Jake Bowers, like we, I mentioned makes for a great uh, tournament play. Um, you can always play Aaron judge. Same with the cheap lefties. Uh, like you can play uh, Wells, the cheap lefty catcher for the Yankees. I think that's in play. Um, Full stack. Don't know if I love it against Houck. but if it's Murphy, I'm mo- I'll probably be more inclined to get to more Yankees.
1: Oh, if it's Murphy, I'm gonna be. I would recommend being overweight in the Yankees. Uh, I absolutely love the Yankees. If it's Murphy, if it's Houck, yeah, yeah, I don't mind the Bowers call. Obviously, you can play Judge against anybody. Um, is it Floriel? Um, yeah, like, he's, like, 21 – he's 2,100. Um, if it's Hauk, he might be batting leadoff like he was supposed to tonight. That would be a very, very cheap leadoff hitter in a, in a decent spot. So, he would make for a great value play. Um, but I'm really just hoping that it's Murphy that pitches, and I want to get to all the big righties for New York.
2: You can uh... – Depending on the lineup, there's probably going to be a lot of cheap guys in here. It might be a nice contrarian way to go about things when everybody's spending up for Coors trying to find some cheap pitching to make it work, and you, you build the type of lineup where you play Gaussman and Bradish or Webb, and you just use these cheap New York and Boston players to make it happen. So I like that call quite a bit. What about Boston? Um, I feel like it's kind of just similar, similar, but the opposite of what we just said. If it's Michael King, probably not a ton of interest. But if it's uh, Clark Schmidt, load up these Boston Red Sox lefties.
1: Yeah, like Devers, man. I mean, what a good play he's gonna be uh, if it's, if it's Schmidt. Um, I don't know if I love the stack, but um, it's definitely there's definitely guys that you can get one off pieces from. Um, but it's not it's not really it's not really a stack that I'm in love with um, either either side even if it is Schmidt that pitches.
2: I think Deborah's Cassis makes for arguably the best mini-stack on the slate. Um, but from a full-stack standpoint, I agree with you. You can even throw in Verdugo, Yoshida, Duvall, one of them alongside Cassis and Devers, But those are two of my favorite plays on the slate as well. Um, Minnesota and the Chicago White Sox, we got no total in this one yet. Kenta Maeda going up against... Jose Urania, who is somehow still in major league I can't, baseball, I didn't.
1: I can't believe he's still around. Like I, I, I guess that he pitched on the ninth, and I missed that. So I was like, "Where did he come from? He's back. He's here." So he is so terrible. I was looking at his numbers pre-show, and I was like, "Man, this guy is so, so, so bad." Um. Yeah, I, can't bl- I, can, I I can't Yeah, be, I can't yeah. believe he's still in the majors. I just can't believe it.
2: One of the worst pitchers in baseball, but he's starting today for the White Sox. Um, we're not playing Jose Irina. Um Kenta Maeda, do you have any interest in him going up against the White Sox?
1: I have a ton. I have a ton of interest, and I think he's going to be very popular. That's the only argument against him. I think he's going to be like the chalk uh, SP2. So... Um, but I, I have a ton of interest in him. Um, he, he should be able to get through this White Sox lineup pretty pretty easily. And he is very affordable, 7,800. So he leaves you flexibility to get to the bats that you want. Um, just be aware that he is going to be the chalky mid-range option. He, he could very well be – I mean, he's going to be the second chalkiest pitcher on the slate. So that's, that's the only argument against it.
2: my tournament exposure is definitely going to have to depend on ownership. Like if he's going to be pushing 40, 50% owned, that'll probably be a full fade for me in tournaments. They really don't push him uh, with the pitch count all that much. The white Sox do have some K's and some weak guys in their lineups, but it's also a good park for power. Um, I can pick enough holes if that ownership is going to be high enough. Um, to find elsewhere to go. But on a weak slate like this, he probably is your cash game SP2 and likely the guy that um, ends up picking up quite a bit of ownership. What about bats going up against him? If Maeda is going to pick up a lot of ownership, I don't hate the idea of running a Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, caught Mancada mini
1: stacking spot. Yeah, I've got no issue with that. You know, and, and, you know, Tim Anderson's been awful, but he's still dirty. Like, that's fine. If you wanted to c- throw out a couple, white soft stacks. Like I don't think there's any stack on this slate that I'd be like, absolutely do not play them. Like they're fine. Um, You know, but it's, it's definitely not uh, the best spot on the board.
2: Minnesota, on the other hand, going up against uh, (laughs) a terrible Jose Urania. This guy is not a high strikeout pitcher by any means. So that should kind of help counteract the low strikeout nature of Minnesota. They have power. Um, And it's a great park for power. I think Minnesota might be my favorite non-Core stack, honestly.
1: It's got to be. I think it's going to be everybody's. Like, if you're not attacking cores, you're attacking Arena. So, yeah, like Max Kepler, Carlos Correa, Jorge Polanco, uh, Royce Lewis, all very, very, very firmly in play. Um, we got definitely. our
2: guys, Jean-Sébastien Roy, in chat, and you're going to forget about Edouard Julien? Come on.
1: Uh, I've, I always forget about him because I play a lot of single entry, and he's such a big pitch at risk. So I never I, – I always forget to play him.
2: Yeah, this uh, the whole team I'm interested in getting to today because, like we mentioned, Urania is terrible. And uh, I want to play a lot of Minnesota, even if they're chalky. I'm just going to find ways to stack the back half of that lineup. Like, give me all the Matt Walner. He's batting like six or something like that. High strikeout guy with a lot of power. Give me all the Matt Walner to get a little bit different today. Um, Final game of the slate, 640 Eastern start. The Giants at the Colorado Rockies. We got Coors Field, 10 and a half total in this one. Uh, oh, I'm on the bats instead of the pitchers. Logan Webb going up against Chase Anderson. We're not playing Chase Anderson. 5200 in cores. Exit out. You don't got to worry about it. Is Logan Webb the guy
1: uh, that we Lo- you were
2: talking about? Could have a big uh, raw points slate breaking the performance.
1: Logan Webb is definitely the guy I was talking about. Yes, absolutely. Like he is. He's way too cheap. Like I know this is in cores. I know that this could bust but he's not a big strikeout guy anyway he's a ground ball wizard like he doesn't need to strike out the world he just has to get through six innings and strike out four and go two runs and and you're fine like you're fine on the slate so um I I absolutely love Logan Webb if he's going to be significantly lower owned than Maeda I think that's a tremendous pivot I think there's also merit to playing Webb and Maeda and fading Gaussman and getting all the bats that you want. So I think there's a lot of different ways that you can play Webb to be contrarian. Like, you know, I have this Colorado team offense is so, so bad. And Webb is so good at keeping the ball on the ground that I'm not really worried about the whole Coors Field thing with him. So I I love him, honestly.
2: Yeah, I love me some Logan Webb too. I think he's probably going to be my favorite tournament pitcher. I think the Coors Field aspect of this is going to keep his ownership relatively low. Um, Colorado is just terrible. Um, I admittedly have some recency bias. I got a knockout of my system and just deal with the pain that last week I was Kyle Kyle Harrison getting two more strikeouts away from a 10K parlay hitting. Um, and then the very next day, I was Logan Webb getting two more strikeouts away from a 4K parlay hitting. Um, so that was a very disappointing back-to-back days with all my home runs and doubles doing what they needed to do. And then the strikeout guy at the end of the slate uh, lets me down. But Kyle, I still uh, really uh, like Kyle, Logan Webb in tournaments here.
1: Kyle Harrison cost me 10K in the 121 on his debut night. When he when he like struck out like eleven guys, I was I was gonna win the the uh, one twenty one, and I ended up getting third instead of first. Oof! Because I, he I made me been,
2: money on that day, so yeah, I can't uh, yeah. I can't be mad. But it, yeah. it's uh, it goes yeah. both ways. You remember yeah. the losses uh, more than you remember the mid tier right. and the little wins. The big wins right. are easy to remember, but the mid tier and little wins. Kind of forget right. about them pretty quick. They, they You uh, lose them easier than uh, the losses. But um, what about the bats in this one? Any interest in Colorado going up against Webb?
1: I really don't. Like, I just went on this whole tangent about how much I love Webb. Like, I really don't have that much interest in Colorado. Like, yeah, sure, it's cores great. I don't really want to pay 5k for Ryan McMahon or 4,900 for Nolan Jones or 4,800 for Chris Bryant. Like I'm all set. If they beat, if they beat me, I'm going to lose. So, yeah,
2: I feel very similarly. I think you can, if Chris Bryant's still cheap on FanDuel, you can go there. Nolan Jones and Ryan McMahon, especially Jones. I always like playing as one-offs on Coors slates. Even sometimes I'm not Coors slates um, when I'm not sacking the Rockies, but no interest in a full stack for me here going up against Webb. I hope there's going to be somewhat chalky just because it's Coors and it's a small slate and then I can just fade and play Webb. Um, What about uh, on the San Francisco side of things going up against Chase Anderson in Coors field, these guys are going to project as the top stack on the slate. Uh, How do you feel about the giants
1: today? I mean, you got to love them. I mean, I always love attacking Chase Anderson. So, I mean, I have absolutely no issue one through nine all in play. I think my favorite would probably be maybe Flores or, or Peterson, but really, I mean, stat this team up. I love it. You know, they're going to be popular, but I think it's well-deserved. So I am, I am all, I'm fine with the chop against Chase Anderson in Coors Field. I mean, It's tough to get away from that.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, It's like, it's the cash game spot today. We'll have to see about the lineup, see if there's guys we got to worry about at all for pinch hit risk, but Colorado doesn't have a ton of lefties in that pen. Um, And then on top of that, it's going to depend on ownership for tournaments. Obviously for cash games, they're the go-to team, but for tournaments, if they're going to be wildly, ridiculously steamed up with their top guys, getting close to 50% ownership on a small, on a small slate. Yeah. You fade them. You go somewhere else in tournaments, but, uh, or you just try and play them with a wonky pitcher and see what happens. Um, But uh, they definitely are going to project as the top team in this one. Five games, easy peasy, gone through it in less than a half hour. Let's get through this morning grind game. Um, pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got?
1: Um, I'll give you the easy one, so I'll, I'll go Braddish.
2: I, liked, I like it. Uh, I will then go, of course, with Nathan Yavaldi. Um I feel like you could have taken Savali over Bradish since you liked uh, Bradish and not Savali, but um, wait, Bradish is over eight k. So that doesn't work for this one.
1: Oh oh oh! Well, Bradish ninety four hundred
2: under eight k to get six or more strikeouts.
1: Oh, under eight k. Oh, all right. Well, then I'll take my Ada. Uh, I'm gonna go
2: Michael King. I'm gonna go Michael King in this one. All right. What about right. over 8K to
1: bust? To bust. Okay, that I'm sorry. Savali would be my guy. Good, I, the mean, Eval- 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 easy I mean one. Eval- I got Nathan Eval- Eval- Evaldi. Yeah, Evaldi's the easy one, though. Like you shouldn't be playing him honestly. <laughs> yeah. What
2: who do you got over 4K to knock one out of the park? Who's gonna be hitting a home run?
1: All right. Um Wilmer Flores. Outside, of course. Oh, come on. No cool. these, Stop trying to cheat, these... Tim. Oh, I keep wanting to cheat. All right. um, Anthony Santander.
2: I'm going to go with Luis, uh, or sorry, not Luis Robert. He's right above the guy that I'm going with. Raphael Devers is probably my favorite to hit a home run on the slate if it is Clark Schmidt. If it's not Clark Schmidt in that lineup, I'm going to go, uh... hmm. I just realized I took Michael King and then Raphael Devers under the pretense that it would be Clark Schmidt. So I should probably have, uh, have some kind of backup in that one. And so I'm going to go Carlos Correa to knock one out of the park. Um, who do you got under 4k to get two or more
1: hits? Under 4 k I'm um, going to go with. Dalton Barshow.
2: I like it. I'm going to go. I think with Matt Walner, not only is he going to get two hits, he's going to get two home runs against Luis Areña. Um Finally, team outside of Coors to get six or more runs. Who do you got as your top stack?
1: Um, I guess Minnesota. That feels like cheating.
2: Yeah, Minnesota would be my favorite. I think <laughs> I will go with, I'll tell you what, it's New York. If it's uh, Chris Murphy, it's the Yankees. And then if it's Clark Schmidt, if it's the other set of starters, then I'm making the pivot to Boston. Um, It just kind of depends which of those two sets of starters uh that go with here. And kind of the same thing for my strikeout one. If it's not Michael King and Chris Murphy, if it's Schmidt and Houck, and then Hauk is my under-8K guy to get the strikeouts instead. We got lots and lots of NFL and MLB content coming. We got uh, a, a Grinders Live and a Crunch Time tomorrow coming for MLB. And then, of course, the written content we mentioned and a bunch of NFL shows for week two coming up as well. The morning grind uh, between with Stevie and Keith was al- has already been recorded, so make sure you check that one out as well. Uh, anything else for the people before we get out of here, Tim?
1: Oh, well, thank you, TJ. I had fun with you.
2: That was a good time. Stay safe with uh, Hurricane coming your way in in Maine. Find yeah. uh, even even if you're safe, find some things to do without power. Get a few good books. You know, get. Some I might battery. actually have to
1: read a book. I haven't done that in years. I might actually have to do that. <laughs> uh, I
2: mean, according to Dean, you hate fun, anyways. So maybe just right. sitting That's in true. peace in the quiet, in the dark, that might be the best case scenario for you.
1: Yeah, it could be.
2: uh make sure uh you check out all the other great content we got coming on rotor grinders you can find me on twitter at tj underscores five z w R Y C H tweeting about daily fantasy and movies and video games and animation all fun things like that that'll do it for another edition of the morning grind thank you so much for joining us everyone hit that like button on your way out and uh we will see you tomorrow night